Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I know I just talked to you on Thursday night and Friday morning, but man, it feels like an eternity. It feels like the whole football world turned upside down. We crammed a lot into the last Two days plus, did we not? Since we last spoke, there's been so much football. And I mean American football, but also football that the rest of the world appreciates more than our beautiful game. They're really missing out, aren't they? Well, Germans know. The Brits know. They better not try to take our football. (laughs) It belongs here. Crazy American football. Man, what a Sunday. And I was thinking it would be a little <clears throat> quieter. Not boring, of course. Not, oh, there's nothing going on. Not this football, these football matchups are unwatchable. <laughs> Never say that, ever. In fact, somebody must have said that because did you see what happened this afternoon in the NFL? Bunch of freaky finishes. That's what happened. In fact, I like it. I like that. For this edition of the show, the theme is freaky finishes. And of course, morbid, miserable, mortified on Monday. We have both ends of the spectrum because we're back, baby. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It was Awesome to connect with so many of you on Thanksgiving night into Friday morning. So a lot of people finding us for the first time or hearing us for the first time in a long time. However you listen, we're just thrilled that you connected with us. We got hundreds of tweets and Facebook messages from all over the country, north of the border, the Caribbean islands. We we heard from everywhere. People really enjoy having the option of listening on demand or online. Some of you were checking out the podcast, and then you found us after the fact. I hope that your Thanksgiving weekend was exceptional. Whatever it was to you, I hope that it was exactly what you needed and exactly the thing. You know the thing. It's a thing. Exactly the thing that would kick off your holiday season the right way. And if what you needed was quiet and calm and rest, great. That's not what transpired over the course of my weekend. (laughs) But I'll have to save those stories for another time. Suffice it to say, your girl still got it. That's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm just kidding. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Again, we were thrilled to hear from so many of you. And we will save more pleasantries for later in the show because we have got a lot of of running to do. And by running, I mean we're going to let the Eagles run it and run it and run it over again. Man, 
Sunday night football alone, there was so much happening. And we knew the Eagles wanted to run the ball first. But to the tune of more than twice as many yards rushing as passing, to the tune of 363 yards on the ground, it was astounding to watch. Jalen Hurts powering his way through any and all defensive attempts to slow him down. 17 carries for 157 yards, and he didn't even score. (laughs) That's crazy. He didn't even get to the end zone with his legs, which he does routinely. Miles Sanders, 21 carries, 143 yards. He had the two touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell, well, a measly 39 yards, but he did find pay dirt. I know the score, the final score will tell you, It was only seven points, and that's true, technically. And this first half alone was extremely competitive. Do you know in the first half there were 47 points scored? In Philadelphia, Packers-Eagles, 47 points. And that's even with a pair of interceptions and a fumble. In the first half. So a pair of interceptions by Aaron Rodgers. And also a fumble by the Eagles. And so this was a wild, wacky, weird, but also completely wonderful way to kick off Sunday Night Football. For those of you who are getting home late from your holiday travel or you are exhausted from your holiday travel, I'm not sure this was the game in which you could fall asleep. In your comfy chair, (laughs) my mom and her husband were on vacation all week uh, in Galveston, Texas. For those of you who know it, it's on the coast south of Houston. And she said they had really rough weather, rained pretty much all week long. And so they spent a lot of time indoors, uh, but they were able to relax. They slept really well. The dogs weren't crazy. She read five and a half books. I asked her how many books. She said five and a half. Uh, Anyway, she was in bed. But like 10.15 on Sunday night, (laughs) after a vacation, she's in bed at 10.15. Oh, that's the life. Anyway, for those of you who are coming back from vacation, this was not the game that it would allow you to relax and enjoy the final hours before you have to go back to work on Monday. (laughs) So yeah, 47 points scored in the first half between the Packers and the Eagles. And it was a wild affair with the Eagles Rushing out to a big lead, only to see the Packers rally. Eagles going quickly again. Hurts in the gun. Gainwell to his right. Two receivers stacked to the left. Single man right. Here's the snap. Hurts hands it off. Gainwell straight ahead. Pushing the pile. Getting low. Into the end zone. Touchdown Philadelphia. Kenneth Gainwell with a four-yard touchdown run. And the Eagles strike first. They take the opening drive, 75 yards for a touchdown. 6 nothing Philly with 11-19 to go in the first. Green Bay will go with two receivers right. Christian Watson, single man to the left. Rodgers under center, takes the snap, give it to Dylan, runs left, lane across the 15, cuts left 10, down to the 5. Dylan fighting in the end zone, and he's in. Touchdown, Packers. 
A.J. Dillon starting left, cutting back right, and what an answer for Green Bay. Rodgers goes under center, takes the snap, back on a play fake. Rodgers looking, looking, throws, end zone, caught for the touchdown. It's Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers finding his longtime teammate Cobb in the back middle of the end zone, and that'll tie the game. 13 13, 3.09 to go, an 11-yard touchdown strike from Rodgers to Cobb. Yeah, what I tell you, it was back and forth. It was wild. It was crazy. And it was a lot of fun to watch, except for if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're in pain and you're throwing interceptions. But as I say, it, it was extremely competitive for a bit there. Uh, the Packers even had the 14 to 13 lead. But every time they would find any momentum, the Eagles would not only run past them, but then outdistance them. And the number of options that the Eagles have at their disposal highlighted the running yards, but the number of options they have in their passing game. This is a team that can beat you a variety of ways. And after a strong and solid start, and I would say a a good push, some fight from the Packers in the second half, it was fairly obvious that the Eagles can not only beat them a variety of ways, but have a lot of answers. Trips left, single man right. Second and 10 from the 30. Hurts in the gun, gets the snap. Back to pass, looking, going deep, right side this time, and that is caught for the touchdown. He threw the back shoulder throw, and Quez Watkins got it. Working against Douglas, what a throw, what a catch. And the Eagles have retaken the lead with 13 seconds to go here in the second quarter. It's a 30-yard touchdown pass. Really, that was all first half. (laughs) Yes, it was 27-20 at the break. Quez Watkins hauling in the 30-yarder from Jalen Hurts. Uh, one of the bigger pass plays of the game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, Ryan Radke on Westwood One. A lot of our affiliates carry the Westwood One broadcast. He and Mike Golick doing Sunday Night Football. Now, the third quarter quickly changed for the Packers, uh, even though, again, they were still trying to find ways to keep up with the Eagles in this track meet. It's a lot harder to do, though, when your quarterback is having trouble throwing the ball and breathing. Aaron Rodgers, before that field goal was even kicked, went jogging back into the locker room with the training staff in tow. Our friends at NBC had a shot of Rodgers on the sideline kind of tapping his side around his ribcage. Whether that's what they're looking at or not, we don't know. But he did go up into the locker room and is still in there. So obviously if he was grabbing one of the ribs or look at one of the hits he has taken, he's starting to take a few hits. So you hear Mike Golick there along with Ryan Radke. So that's a, a obvious concern for the Green Bay Packers. Even before they were able to complete the drive late in the third quarter with a Mason Crosby field goal, he's already jogging off the field. So again, leaves late in the third. He ends up back on the sidelines in street clothes after he's been checked out by doctors and the training staff. We'll hear from him coming up. So then it was Jordan Love's turn to step on the field. 
Love under center, two receivers right, single man to the left. Jones in the game is the single running back. Here's the snap, Love back on a play fake. Looks, throws over the middle, cut by Watson. Angles left to the 50, 45-40, far sideline 30, 25-20, 15, 10-5. Watson is gone to the end zone. Touchdown, Packers. Christian Watson caught it across the middle and outruns the defense. 63 yards, and it's now a 37-29 game. Nine minutes to go. The extra point coming up for Watson, his sixth touchdown reception in the last three games. Made the final stages of this game a little more interesting, uh, bringing the Packers within a score. So Christian Watson, by the way, has six touchdowns in three games. He waited until this point in the season, weeks 10, 11, 12, but now six touchdowns. Five of them from Aaron Rodgers, one from Jordan Love, and he clearly has turned into a big weapon for the Packers. Let's not pencil him in next to Devontae Adams just yet, but he's on a meteoric rise now. And this, of course, all comes after he let the very first pass of the Packers season go right through his hands on the goal line. For a while, we're not allowed to forget that. (laughs) So, a 63-yarder to Christian Watson makes it a little more interesting. The Packers and the Eagles exchange field goals there in the fourth quarter. And so the Eagles only come up with a pair of field goals in the fourth quarter, but they take a lot of time on the clock, off the clock. Listen to this. So we're highlighting the rushing yards. It all dovetails into ball control. There are two field goal drives in the fourth quarter, five minutes and 52 seconds, six minutes and 44 seconds. Do you know what's really difficult to do when you're trying to come back from a double-figure deficit? Score when you don't have the ball. It's not impossible, of course, because the defense could come up with takeaways, special teams with a punt return TD at all. But this was a brilliant clinic by the Eagles and how to keep the ball away from their opponents, from the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, you look at the time of possession, and this is heavy in the fourth quarter. 35 and a half minutes for the Eagles, which is 11 minutes more than the Green Bay Packers. So regardless of which quarterback is playing or not playing, when they're standing around on the sidelines wearing coats, the job is a whole lot more difficult. So, yeah, there weren't a ton of points for the Eagles in the second half. But they were able to possess that ball, possess the heck out of that ball, and limit the opportunities for Green Bay. And the numbers are gaudy, even without an amazing fourth quarter, even without touchdowns in their last couple opportunities. Four for five in the red zone. This is the Eagles. 79 total plays, which, by the way, is 30 more than the Green Bay Packers. So this is what I'm talking about with the ball control and how one-sided it is. 500 total yards, but 363 of those come on the ground. And I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, but just to give context, of their first downs in this game, so they had 29 first downs in this game. 21 of them come via 
the run. That is not only a tribute to the offensive line, but it's a way to beat up your opponent in the trenches. Our players, man, uh, we, uh, this is this is unbelievable offensive line. Um, you know, Jack Stoll came, com, coming in and, and blocking his butt off. Uh, you know, when you rush for that many yards, the receivers are doing their part as well. Um, and so, uh, good, just team uh, run offense. For us as a football team, as an offense, it's like your favorite steakhouse, your favorite restaurant, five star bougie restaurants you like to go to you know you have your steak of the day your selection of the day the chef's selection you know I feel like for us we can kind of do you know do it all (laughs) we can kind of do it all Jalen Hurts always comes up with the most interesting metaphors 153 yards passing for Jalen with a couple of touchdowns 157 yards rushing for Jalen And so you think about some of the records that fell on Sunday night. There were plenty. New Eagles rushing record for quarterbacks passing Michael Vick. That goes back to 2010, December of 2010. So we're talking about 12 years. And this is a little convoluted, so we'll call it a nerd alert. Hertz is the first NFL player going back to at least 1950. So, sounds like that's when they started keeping the records. With at least 150 yards rushing and 150 yards passing, including multiple touchdowns. As productive as you can possibly be. And I don't know about you, but I'm starting to hear chatter for Jalen Hurts and MVP. It's like your favorite steakhouse. (laughs) Ooh, I could use a steak right about now. We're just scratching the surface, but Eagles move to 10-1. and They remain the best team in the NFL because you are what your record says you are. They've got some competition, of course. They're getting pushed. The Minnesota Vikings 9-2 with that Thanksgiving Day win and... The Kansas City Chiefs are 9-2. and two. Miami Dolphins are hot on their heels in the AFC, as are the Buffalo Bills, both at 8-3. and three. The Cowboys are 8-3. and three. And then we have a handful of 7-4 and four teams who are starting to find a little bit of rhythm and flow. We've got so much to get to. There were some unbelievable late rallies. Even overtime, what is going on with the Raiders and what is going on with the Cardinals. So a lot of great West Coast ball that we want to talk about coming up in this hour, these first couple hours. At the top of our next hour, midnight, is it midnight or is it? It's is it midnight Arizona time now? I I actually think with the daylight savings being gone, it's going to be 1 a.m. Arizona time. I I feel like it's a two-hour time difference. Okay, so two-hour time difference now, which, of course, means it'll be two hours uh, difference when producer Jay and I are on the road for Super Bowl, which will take place in Glendale. Uh, we are going to talk some Cardinals football because Kyler's back to whining. We heard a lot of it during the offseason. Well, it's happening again. So find me on Twitter, ALL Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Aaron Rodgers tells you what happened and whether or not he's planning on taking some time off. It's after. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's Crosby. Crosby with an onside kick, and it is fought for, and I believe it is recovered by the Eagles. They're in Green Bay territory. Boy, that got through the first wave. That was a little bit scary. Well, it never got to the 10-yard mark, so oh, Green, Bay, yeah, Green Bay couldn't catch, couldn't touch the football because it never got to 10 yards. You're right. You're right, and Jack Stoll flopped on it. The Packers are going to have to use their timeouts. Sanders behind him. Hurts takes the snap, comes back, gives it to Sanders. Sanders with the first down, and the game is over. Oh, yeah, that'll lock it up. They can call a timeout now if they like. They can. Miles Sanders behind the blocks of Ciamalo and Lane Johnson. The fat lady's not singing yet, but she's warming up her vocal cords. 36 seconds, 35 seconds. Doesn't matter now. They have one timeout remaining. And the Eagles are going to the victory formation. We really don't know what which way we're going to go um, each game. Um, I just know with the type of players and the and the talent that we got on this offense, the the game plan could go either way. We can, you know, take the air out, take the top off, or or we can grind the ball out throughout the game. But um, that just shows that we can we're ready for anything. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one, Miles Sanders, humongous game. And actually, I heard his conversation with Ryan and Mike on Westwood One post game, and he said. It wasn't necessarily their game plan to run the ball this much, but they were having so much success doing it, and the offensive line was so dominant that why not? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The calls with Merrill Reese and Eagles Radio as Philadelphia is now 5-1 and one at home, 10-1 and one overall, still best record in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts had a special a special message for the Eagles before this one kicked off. My message to the team, I mean, if we're being honest, was, you know, you, we invest so much time into this. 
you you work you 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 work so hard for this. You you miss time with family. You you work early, uh, late nights and early mornings. You know you you put so much time into this. So you know go out there and give it your all. Go out here and play together. You know appreciate this uh, time we have to play this game and you know show some gratitude towards it by playing to the standard. They definitely have set the standard. They've set the bar. And it's up to the rest of the NFL to chase. And I think it's impressive. Excuse me. I don't know why I just hiccuped. I think it's impressive that the Eagles are doing it while the rest of the NFC East, uh, the NFC beast, is nipping at their heels. They have to. Otherwise, they could easily fall behind. Have you seen the latest in that division? It's not just the Cowboys. And we've been talking about Cowboys and Giants. Clearly, Dallas got the best of the Giants on Thanksgiving Day, but they're still 7-4, and four, one of the best records in the NFC. They got the same record as the San Francisco 49ers who lead the West Division. So Giants may be backpedaling a bit at 7-4, and four, but they're still very much in the mix for a wild card and obviously not out of it for the division crown. But how about the Commanders? They've won three in a row, six of their last seven. And again, you look around the NFC landscape, there are only the teams in their division and the Vikings who have better records than that. Or have more wins, I should say. Niners are seven and four. The Commanders are seven and five. So they still haven't had their bye. Theirs is coming up. But yeah, there is a very real possibility that every team in the NFC Beast could make the playoffs. It's just becoming easier for me to say. Every time I say it, Jay laughs at me, but it's it really does roll right off the tongue. I'm smiling because it's amazing to hear. The NFC Beast? I mean, we could say it about the AFC Beast as well, except it's not quite as beastly. But it does still have four teams above 500. We'll dig deeper into the standings as we head through the action from week 12. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Aaron Rodgers jogging to the Packers locker room late in the third quarter, did not return to the field. That's ribs. Um, and it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing and rotating my upper body, so... I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well, so I want to get that checked out. Um, get a scan tomorrow. So he's going to get a scan tomorrow, but he was already dealing with a broken thumb. Remember, we heard him talk about that multiple times in both press conferences and on the Pat McAfee show, but now he's dealing with potentially broken ribs, not sure, but but at the very least bruised cartilage, and there's nothing you can do with that. You just, if you're going to play through it, you have to play through the pain, but it does limit your, your motion. And then he mentions, uh, you know, potentially a punctured lung, which is a a totally different problem. So the follow-up from the reporters, uh, are you considering with all of these bumps and bruises, these maladies, and maybe it's unspoken, maybe it's not the fact that the Packers stink, are you considering shutting it down? I don't think so. You know, as long as I check out fine tomorrow, I'll uh, expect to play this weekend. Oh, you think you might? Yeah, as long as I check out okay tomorrow. 
So we'll hear more from Aaron Rodgers this week. This is how the NFC North looks right right now. The Vikings could sleepwalk their way to the division title. They're at 9-2. So second best record in the NFL, second best record in the NFC. They have a, are you ready for this? A five-game lead in the division. (laughs) Okay, so we just got through week 12. Actually, it's not that different than uh, what the Chiefs are working on right now in the AFC West. But this is a huge disparity. There is no other division that's like this. Vikings have a five-game lead with six games to play. You know, uh, match play in golf? (laughs) Pretty soon, this one may be over. So, anyway. (laughs) We're all out of whack. Yeah, the Lions, they had won three in a row before losing on Thanksgiving Day. And, man, that was a great battle against the Bills. Really set the table earlier in the day. Packers have fallen to four and eight. So briefly, that one game that was a win uh, that really impressive in overtime against the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field, but now have dropped two more in a row. And the Bears, I heard this, though I don't see it on my standings. I don't see it marked anywhere, but I did hear that the only team that's officially been eliminated from playoff contention is the Chicago Bears. But again, I haven't seen it marked on my standings, but I did hear that report uh, at some point over the last couple of days. So the Bears, at 3-9, and have dropped five in a row. And right, there's not many teams that are eliminated from the postseason, technically, because they, well, because there's a lot of mediocrity. And yes, there's... There's a top-heavy quality to the NFC, but there are also a ton of teams that are going to be competing for the playoffs even, you know, into January, maybe with losing records or records right at 500 because that's just the nature of the conference right now. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio. Love to hear from you after the weekend with football and then the other football. Also on our Facebook page, we'll definitely put up our post with the four teams we think should be most mortified waking up on a Monday. And I'm thinking for the first time in a long time, that might include the Seattle Seahawks. They let one get away. Raiders, Seahawks into overtime. Not just that, the Arizona Cardinals are going the wrong way. So we got some great West Coast and Pacific time storylines. You know, never accuse me of West Coast bias. Or, Well, no, you can accuse me of that. Never accuse me of East Coast bias. <laughs> I actually do think I have a bias for the West Coast. Also, this is really funny. I'll just share it with you. We'll get to the Chiefs game at some point. But I tweeted after Patrick Mahomes threw his red zone interception that you very rarely, now this is literally what I said in the tweet, you very rarely see Mahomes mess up that badly. Some guy writes back to me, I get the sense that you really don't like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. (laughs) That guy's been following me on Twitter for a long time, I think. I've seen him uh, reply to me every now and then. Apparently he doesn't listen, though, because I'm a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) People come up with the dumbest stuff. Seriously. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. But it provides hours of endless amusement. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Seattle brings a blitz. Dances in the pocket. Fires far pylon. It's caught by Abdul on the run. In the end zone. Touchdown Raiders. He does a karate kick in the back of the end zone. And he's going to get flagged for it. But an absolute beauty. High formation. Jacobs tosses back to Carr. Steps forward. Wide open. Hollins at the 25. All kinds of green. 15, 10. He's going to walk in. Touchdown Raiders on a trick play. Carr. Toss play. Jacobs gets a block from Johnson at the 30. Cuts back inside. Stiff arm. 25-20. Jacobs off to the races. Five. Touchdown Raiders. Kind of a full house backfield. Here comes the blitz. Geno looks. Going to lay it up over the top. Got a man out there. It is locking. He has got it. Touchdown Seahawks. Hits. Misses. And messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. Similar to what we saw from Eagles Packers on Sunday night football, where there were 47 points scored in the first half alone. It was the same type of track meet for the Raiders and the Seahawks. 44 total points in the first half between these two who were in the Pacific Northwest. Now, this is despite three interceptions between Derek Carr and Geno Smith in that first half. So you want to talk about wild momentum swings and the pendulum careening back and forth. That was Raiders and Seahawks. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Jason Horowitz and Steve Rabel on Raiders and Seahawks Radio, respectively. So Las Vegas is able to take the lead with a Josh Jacobs 30-yard touchdown in that first uh, that first half. And that was really kind of foreshadowing for what was to come. But it was also an indication to the Raiders, to the Seahawks, to everybody watching, the Seattle defense could not stop him. The offensive line was certainly doing its job, but it wasn't just that because these were long runs. These were long chunks of yardage. And once Josh Jacobs found any space, any clean air, as they say in car racing, he was gone. And so this was a a dominant performance by Jacobs. And I think smart. Let's not complicate it. Let's not reinvent the wheel. If you're running the ball, you're running it effectively. You're running it to the tune of touchdowns and chunk plays. Why do anything different? 
Now, Kenneth Walker, I don't know if you guys saw this. Kenneth Walker is the rookie revelation for the Seattle Seahawks. They want to run the ball, too. right? They want Geno to throw here and there, but they really want to use the run to set up the pass and not turn the ball over. That's their offensive style, too. It's become the identity for more and more teams in the NFL. Well, Kenneth Walker has been the answer because they've lost a couple of guys uh, just by virtue of uh, injury. And yet this rookie, he's a beast, uh, and he also gets a ton of help. Ever since they changed the rules in the NFL where offensive linemen can now push their guys or anybody can push their teammates forward and continue to pick up yardage, we're seeing that around the NFL. And this was a touchdown. The reason I highlight it is because it took a village, essentially, to get Kenneth Walker across the goal line. It was his second touchdown, and it cracked me up because there were at least three, four Seahawks who were pushing him. It was like a, a convoy to get across the goal line. <laughs> anyway, this is just an, some some interesting moments for both these teams as they were playing in Seattle. So that gave the Seahawks the lead by three. But the two teams had so much more still in them. Geno throws another touchdown pass only to see that Raiders train come down the tracks again. It is third down and goal. End zone to our right. Ball resting just inside the six. Cars in the shotgun. Abdullah to his right. Call the motion man. Set a slot left. Derek takes the snap. Back to pass, looking right, pressure, lofts, far corner of the end zone, open receiver, touchdown Foster Morrow, touchdown Raiders, back right corner of the end zone, he ran under it to grab it from six yards out, and now the Raiders with a chance to tie the game here in Seattle. That happens inside the final two minutes of the fourth quarter, which is why they are fired up. 34 to 34 at the end of regulation. Uh, so this definitely wasn't on the offenses. There were uh, there were plenty of guys who were moving the ball. This was really more about the defenses. But obviously, they're tired. They're worn out at this point, too. So into overtime, and Daniel Carlson of the Raiders misses a 56-yard kick. But the Vegas defense forces a three and out. So no Kenneth Walker, no Geno Smith, no big plays. Nip it right in the bud. Forces a three and out, which then gives the ball back to the Raiders. And I don't know. We're not yet to our Monday night going into our Tuesday where we come up with our candidates for TD of the week. But I do like walk-offs in football. Down to five on the play clock. Gets the snap. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20. 25. 30. He's off to the races here in Seattle. Nobody's going to catch him. 25. 20. 10. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Touchdown, Raiders. Victory, Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, it's just an ISO lead. It's a beautiful run. I'm running out of superlatives. Um, you know, he, you know, over 300 total yards in the game. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, didn't feel perfect, you know. But, um, you know, he just, I think toughness, um, he's a football player. I mean, 
that's probably the greatest compliment I could give him. And, um, you know, he comes up big with, you know, big, he had a couple of big first downs on third and short that like, I'm not sure everybody in the league gets those, you know, but he did. And, you know, of course, you know, makes the big play at the end, but I thought he was tremendous throughout, uh, gave us a lot of hard yards in a running game, caught the ball well out of the backfield, make some big plays with his hands. And, um, but that's JJ. The numbers for JJ are gaudy. 33 carries, 229 yards rushing, and the two touchdowns, including the 86-yarder in overtime that you hear with Jason Horowitz. And then he also had six catches, another 74 receiving yards. Do you know that he had a calf injury and he was kind of a question mark before the game? But also, he never had a touchdown burst longer than 28 yards. And so not only did his 30-yarder become a career high, but then the 86-yarder after that. So a franchise record in both uh, the rushing category as well as yards from scrimmage. 303 total yards from scrimmage. Most in franchise history and the seventh most in any NFL game in the Super Bowl era. The win is the most important thing, though, right? And the Raiders have put together back-to-back victories after winning in Seattle. No matter who's on the roster, when you come to Seattle, it's, it's a tough game. You know, came here, we knew it was going to be tough, and they made plays, you know, um, and then we made some plays at the end to bounce back and answer back. And I mean, it's a great football game. That's a terribly frustrating game uh, for us. Uh, we had our chances to win a football game, and I mean, they're obvious and so clear that you, you all know them. But... Uh, to give them the opportunity to stay in there and hang in there. Those guys kept hanging. As a young team, we've got to learn to, you know, be able to go out there and win those games. Um, that's our next step in the evolution. As a really young team, you know, we got to understand the moment, capture the moments, and take advantage. Gino was 27 of 37 for well over 300 yards. His QB rating was above 100. He had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the, the Seahawks didn't run the ball well, but they had plenty of opportunities, as Pete Carroll references, and you can hear how frustrated he is. They're 6-5 and five now. After that run that took them to the top of the NFC West, they fall back into second because the Niners pitched a shutout against the Saints on Sunday. So we'll get to them a little bit later in the show. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Love to hear from you on Twitter or Facebook after what was... A pretty wacky weekend in football. And, of course, Team USA against England on Friday. OSU Michigan on Saturday with an astounding second half for the Wolverines. And those smirks on Jim Harbaugh's face. It's just his signature look. Let's quickly pivot and talk about the Cardinals hosting the Chargers. Because Kyler Murray returned in this game. And... The Cards have had a hard time. I know it's partly injuries, but it's partly they can't get out of their own way. Some of their decision-making, certainly their execution, it seems like one step forward, two steps back, especially at home. They stink in the desert. They really do. This is where the Super Bowl is taking place, and the Cardinals seemingly don't enjoy playing in their own building. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, But there were a lot of punts in the second half. You've got the Chargers trailing by a touchdown when they're able to get a short field because of a three and out by the cards. So Austin Eckler, a couple plays later, Austin Eckler hauls in a one-yard TD catch, and instead of going for the extra point to tie the game, instead the Chargers go for two. Herbert from the shotgun. Win or lose, Eckler goes in motion. Herbert 
to pass. Caught. It's good. It's good. Herbert to Gerald Everett. And they take a one-point lead. A double slant. You had Keenan Allen going first. He drew all the attention right behind him. Gerald Everett with a layup touchdown. Or two-point conversion. 15 seconds on the clock. Fortune favors the bold. I really believe in our offensive football team. I believe in our quarterback. I believed in the play call. We executed it well the entire week. Uh, I felt like it would have good answers against uh, the defenses they might play, and we wanted to finish the game on our terms. Just trust, you know, belief in each other, and, uh, you know, that he's a competitor, and he's going to do everything he can to, to go score and uh, ran a great route, and we just knew he was going to be open, and, um, you know, he did a great job on that play. So the Chargers recover from their loss to the Chiefs last week. They're 6-5. and five. Meanwhile, Arizona falls to 4-8. and eight. And Kyler Murray extremely frustrated again following the game. There's a lot of implications on this one, you know. Um, understanding where we're at, you know, how the season's going, where we could have gone. Um, obviously, we still got five games left. But, yeah, we wanted to go into the bye with a win, you know, and, and head in the right direction. He had three total touchdowns plus an interception, which was earlier in the game. James Conner rushed for over 120 yards in this one. He was huge. DeAndre Hopkins had a spin move for an incredible touchdown. Uh, And so they did a lot of good things. Defense really didn't have a whole lot of success uh, there late on that one touchdown drive. But that's partly on the offense too, right? Because the Cardinals went three and out and turned around and gave the Chargers a short field and then couldn't keep Gerald Everett out of the end zone on the two-point conversion. So a brilliant game for Justin Herbert once he found his footing. We're going to talk about the Cardinals and the fact that they're going the wrong way. Uh, That's coming up just after the top of the hour with our friend Tyler Drake, and then we'll continue on. One hour in the books. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 